And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Oh yeah! Stepping on the beach, the only place to read your emails and your tweets. It's No Dunks back here in the Classic Factory, Wednesday, February 2nd, still. I'm J.E. Skeets alongside me, as always, Tess Mellis. What's up, everybody? Hello, Tessie. We still got our top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, hey yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the Max Lee Ellis. Friends. <laughs> and last, certainly not least, making the magic happen. You may have seen him on Degrassi Junior High. <laughs> J.D. Hello. There he is. And here we are. Shout out to the stream teamers, especially you sickos joining us for the second time today live on YouTube. Please take a second to like the video, make sure you're subscribed, and later on share the show with your friends. This is our first beach stepping episode since October 19th. NBA opening night. No, no, no. We sprinkled in a lot of beach stepping cues throughout many of our daily shows, but man, we haven't done this in a while. I checked though. On that show, I said, quote, we generally do these about once a week. Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah. Mm. You know, we, we started having Survivor podcasts, a bunch of other fun content here. So, again, we were just adding your questions to a bunch of our daily shows. But not today, Tess. We have so many great questions that so we've got a separate beach step in podcast. Too much creativity in the bones. We couldn't just do beach every week. Yeah, you're right. You're Had right. To change it up. Um, but keep your questions coming. Send them in. NBA, non-NBA questions alike, email them to nodunks at theathletic.com or tweet them in at nodunksinc, or you can leave them in the YouTube comments below this vid. All right, let's get to it. First one. Greetings, No Dunks crew. Statues, statues, statues. <laughs> Does LeBron become the first player to earn multiple statues across the states? Undoubtedly, he gets one in Cleveland. And Miami has got to put one up, right? What about in L.A.? He fits the superstar legacy of all their other statues. What about this city? Uh, all the best from the other side of the pond where we wished our wordles had use. It's from Matthew. The, the interesting part of that first question, like the real question mm. here, does LeBron become the first player to earn multiple statues across the states? Is there someone in... England or Australia or somewhere else in the world, some athlete that has multiple statues. It was that states part that. Yeah, got. no, I couldn't find one. I did some digging on statues. Did uh, you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's interesting actually. A very interesting question well, all right. because uh, <laughs> we started the show. With it. There's not as many people who have statues as I thought there. I thought sort of. Everyone kind of had one. Not what? 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 Everyone. Everyone. Had I mean, one. I mean, every mean? every every uh, basketball team had something like that, but they don't. There's only 21 that I counted. Most of them are in Los Angeles. You're talking about NBA yes. teams. Yes. That there are 21 statues. That's what I counted. I mean, <laughs> okay. uh, there's okay. a few different like uh, descriptions out there. Anyway, but okay. 
the Miami Heat don't have any. Right. They don't have now, but they have retired numbers, of course. They've retired uh, Chris Bosch. I, I, I mention him because obviously LeBron will get his retired when he retires yeah. in Miami. But the Heat don't have any statues. So okay. I'm not sure they automatically give him one. I mean, if anyone, I think Wade's probably first in line yeah. there in Miami. Yeah. Um, and then, but maybe, you're saying because the organization just doesn't do it. They have, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They All haven't right. done that. And so, and Cleveland the same. They don't have any now. Cleveland, he should get one. Surely he's going to get one there. But his relationship with the front office and the ownership there hasn't been good with Dan Gilbert over the years. Dan Gilbert should have learned, hopefully, from his awful uh, font comic uh, Comic Sans letter. Okay, uh, we've got to honor LeBron James. I mean, he brought a championship here under the most incredible circumstances. So he certainly deserves on there. As for LA, I don't think there's any chance he's getting one in LA unless he was to go on and win multiple championships. Mm, okay. He's won so one he championship. One. Okay. He missed the playoffs and he was out in the first round. And he's probably not looking much better than first round this season for the playoffs as well. So I don't think he matches up. He's saying there he fits the superstar legacy of their other statues. Magic, Jerry West, Kobe... Shaq. I don't think Shaq. I don't think so in in terms of his LA time so far. One championship, and you know it's not. I mean, it's the bubble championship. Some say it's the hardest one. Some say it doesn't really count. <laughs> whichever, whichever way you want to say. I don't think he, the Lakers are giving him one right now. As I say, more championships. It's in the conversation right now. It's not. So, uh, LeBron should get one absolutely in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I don't. Th- no, if he's going to get one. I just, I just don't think the Heat do it, mm-hmm. really. So I think he might only end up with one. I think players generally are tied to one franchise when it comes to a statue. It's one man, one statue. That should be the rule. You can't have statues in multiple cities. I don't think that's going to happen. I just don't. It's different than getting a jersey retired, which is rare to have a guy retire, get his jersey retired in multiple cities. I just think it's... <clears throat> Lame isn't the right word. I think it's a little bit, it's it's reaching. If you're the second city, if you're Miami and he's got one in Cleveland or you know he's going to get one in Cleveland, it's, even though they'll retire Wayne Gretzky's jersey in Miami, it's, um, it's, 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 it's just, it's, it's unbecoming. It, I wouldn't do it. Right. I wouldn't, I, if I was the franchise, I would say, you know, the guys who fit that criteria are the Dirks, the, the usually the guys who stay with the team for one, with one franchise, uh, for their entire career. Now I get what you're saying, LeBron, Cleveland. I get it. Uh, maybe he'll have a statue in nearby Akron as well. You know, we went through Charles Barkley's hometown of Leeds, Alabama. He's got one there. But as far as like a <laughs> franchise goes, I don't think you duplicate somebody else's. I, I, I right. just don't. You're saying specifically if like the Cavs say, okay, we're building LeBron a statue for what he did for this yeah, organization. You, the Cavs don't but even then, have to say it. I think if he gets one there, Miami, sh- Miami just shouldn't. Right. He spent four years there. You don't have the right to build a statue when another team is going to build it. You know, you know, like if I and and some teams do it. So it's not universal. It's not like you retire a jersey in 30 different arenas, which some teams haven't even done that yet. But yeah, statues aren't across the board uh, a universal thing. So I think we're writing the rules now as we say that because (laughs) because, yeah, a lot of teams don't. How many teams did you find don't? Probably at least half. Um, yeah, more. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think we're in a, we're one man, 
one statue <laughs> is the rule, I think, for me. <laughs> I, I think that's reasonable. It's like think? it's like one streak, one season. You can't have a streak I like that. span two seasons. I like branding it Dumb. like that. Yeah. Um Magic Johnson does have two statues. He's got one at Michigan State Michigan. as well. There are wow. people that have one for their professional accomplishments and their amateur accomplishments. Sure. That's happened quite a few times. I'm with you. I think Cleveland is a guarantee he's gonna build a statue as fast as they can build one as soon as they retire. Probably arms out the witness kind of pose him right. throwing the chalk in the air and I think Miami will build way to statue whenever they decide to build a statue probably him standing on a table celebrating mm. arms straight up rather than out like LeBron would you consider it a statue however <laughs> if they built LeBron a bust inside of the stadium I, yeah I would yeah I think what, they can like, do that I, mean, I think that's a fair one the guy won two titles there some MVPs. Four seasons, though. So quick. Four seasons of them being one of the most famous and talked about and best yeah. teams in NBA history, though. Yeah. And he's one of the all-time greats. Like you're saying, they've retired Dan Marino's number. <laughs> they retired Michael Jordan's number. They like to honor legends. LeBron is a Heat legend, even if he's not the Heat legend. Yeah. I think he'll get... Give him a bust inside. It's like a statue, <laughs> mm -hmm. but not quite a statue. But it's still better than just a jersey retirement. Mm. Okay. Yeah. And that's those were the definitions you were going through when you were looking. There, there are there are busts. Yeah, yeah like Ronaldo's yeah. face. That's not a statue. That's a bust. <laughs> yeah, I'm just someone in the stream team telling me George Best, the football legend, the soccer icon, has one in uh, Northern Ireland where he's from, Belfast and Manchester United. Maybe so, that's what Matthew is alluding yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, Shaq, for example, has had his number retired in obviously Los Angeles and. Uh, Miami. Miami, and there, there are other guys who have had that. Yeah, yeah. Pistol Pete. Yeah, but uh, the statue is different. I just wonder, yeah, do the Heat go with like the Heatles and make a try, uh, you know, maybe a three piece with Bosch and Wade, or do they just say Wade first? And then something with LeBron, and then leave Bosch out. I mean, <laughs> Bosch <laughs> wants Bosch. Well, the yeah. reason I say that Bosch wants the three of them. Uh, immortalized in right, right, bronze, right. which is understandable. He's saying that because he thinks otherwise he might not make the cut. <laughs> okay, but and do you agree with what he was saying about the the LA portion of this? That they're not going to be building one for LeBron unless he gets another title, maybe even two. Is that one more expect? title, or I would accept an MVP award, a league MVP award, one more of the top honors in NBA in the NBA yeah. world and I think that maybe he does get uh, a statue there just because he kind of fits the profile of an LA statue I see people are also saying I don't know if this is true I think it is though Wayne Gretzky has two statues okay Edmonton and the LA Kings wow LA will give a statue to anybody so LeBron then. <laughs> I mean, Seems LeBron like and Wayne Gretzky, honestly, kind of similar careers. I think that yeah. that's a player that LeBron should be compared to more. Mm. <laughs> Just saying, I mean, Wayne Gretzky kind of bounced around to a bunch of teams trying to get titles at the end of his career, right? After solidifying himself as the great one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Like I mean, he, whole... he got the title, 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 title before leaving his first team. Right. So yeah, it was yeah, a little yeah. different in terms of the, the uh, yeah, the chronological part of it. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They bounced. They bounced. He was a Seattle Blue. Of St. Seattle. Louis. St. Louis Blue, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Seattle final Blue. final question off all mm. the statues talk, because you said you did a bunch of research. You have a favorite statue? Uh, favorite statue? Yeah. Well, I like the Shaq one where he is like the... Yeah. It's the old Reebok uh, logo of him, really, with where the legs hanging out. hanging off yeah. the rim, your yeah. legs up. Yeah, yep. yeah, that was it, yeah. I also did a little bit more. I was like, I wonder who's most likely of anyone to get two statues in the NBA. Okay. All right. I, this is not going to happen, but this is a guy I think has actually got a decent case. I think Kevin Garnett yeah. 
because he could get one in Minnesota. That's where we sort of, you know, well, sentimentally remember him. Sounds like him. it's coming, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. And he course, might have to pay for it. If he it, chips but, in yeah. $100 million. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then, of course, he did go and win a championship there with the Celtics, their only championship in the last 30 years. So I don't think he gets one in Boston, but he's yeah. there's no one else who's really got a strong case for... For two teams, you know, is that, I mean, it's hard to do. I, I, I just, I don't know. I know there's a Red Auerbach statue yeah. in Boston. Is there like a Larry Bird statue? Yes, Larry there Bird's is? got one. Okay, yes. so they do do statues. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. Larry's, you know, obviously his entire career there. Yeah, for a streaky shooter like Larry oh, Bird. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, <laughs> crazy stuff. Yeah. But uh, I was thinking, like, again, Kevin Durant's not going to get one, but he's had the, the long, long time there. Put the OKC Thunder on the map. Then he won the two championships in in uh, in Golden State. If they would idolize, uh, uh, you know. Statuize it. Statuize him. It's not going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying these are the sort of people I'm trying to find the strongest case for. Okay. But there's not really anyone. Okay. Yeah, it's hard to be a franchise guy for multiple yeah. teams. <laughs> you know? yeah. uh, but I agree. Wade will get one, even though you're allowed to bounce around afterwards. And oh, still totally. Get a statue. Totally, yeah. That's legal. All right. Let's get to uh, some <laughs> trade deadline talk here. Okay. Eight days away. Hey, guys. I've been a Bucks fan for almost 15 years, and with all this Miles Turner trade talk, I've been surprised that no one has talked about Turner going to Milwaukee. I think he'd be a great fit since he and Brooke Lopez have similar skill sets, both offensively and defensively, with Brooke being injured and, for that matter, getting quite old. Do you believe the Bucks could try to get Turner in a deal centered around Brooke Lopez and picks? Big love from Northern Sweden. Mm. Thank you, Lucas, for that email. Great stuff. Northern Sweden. Sweden. I almost picked Sweden when we did our uh, Winter Olympics squad as my host city. Just so you know that, Lucas, I was thinking about you. <laughs> nice. Specifically in northern Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were some uh, some people out there asking, why didn't anyone pick Sweden? Yeah. <laughs> we Simply we didn't. didn't. Yeah, yeah never exactly. did. should have, man. I never mean, did. winters in Sweden. Sound beautiful. <laughs> uh, trade Miles Turner. Answer. Yeah. Hey, I like it, man. I like this yeah, trade. Nobody's okay. talking about it. Why don't we start talking about it? Because I actually agree that the Bucks need another center. You've said that. Sure. Yeah, I've said it a few times. I think that they don't win the title last year without Brooke Lopez, and I don't even think they're the favorites in the East this season without Brooke Lopez, just because playing center is a hard thing to do and nobody wants to do it. You know, Anthony Davis gets a ton of flack for not wanting to play center because it's a physical position. Giannis doesn't really want to play center either, and that guy is jacked and, you know, one of the toughest, strongest guys in the league, but... Playing center is just a different thing. I don't think that Miles Turner is a perfect substitute for Brooke Lopez because Brooke Lopez, I think, is a lot stronger and a lot better boxing out than Miles Turner is, which is something I think that really helps the Bucks. But he does protect the rim, which kind of uh, gives Giannis a chance to freelance and roam, which is his strength. And he can stretch the court, which gives Giannis that space inside. I would like a little bit more rebounding because the Bucks, that is an area that they've definitely fallen off this season. They've gotten up. Uh, to 13th in defensive rebound rate, but they've been like a top five defensive rebound rate team over the past few seasons with Budenholzer there coaching. That's one of their greatest defensive strengths. So I like the idea of uh, trying to acquire another big guy. Miles Turner would be a great one. It wouldn't be a big role for him, which I know is something he's looking for, but also playing into the finals would be pretty cool for him. So going to have to... (laughs) You know, you can either be a number one guy on a bad team or you can be the number five guy on a team that has a chance at the championship. That being said, it's going to be hard for the Bucks to get anybody that's a big name because they traded a whole bunch of picks mm. for Drew Holiday back in the day. Yeah. That worked out, but just means they don't have a lot of assets left to move around. Yeah, like what would it be here in theory? 
trying to put a deal together for Miles Turner. It would be probably it could be Brooke, of course, uh, included sure. in the deal. Dante DiVincenzo, Nuara, and then draft compensation. <laughs> but like you said, there's not all that juicy, or no. at least not immediate for a team like the Pacers. That if they're blowing it all up or rebuilding here, that you're going to be like, eh, we want some uh, juicier picks than that. So I, I think it's difficult. Yeah, I don't see what yeah. the Pacers would want from the Bucks roster. That's the problem. And they've given up all their Drew Holiday picks. They've given up pick swaps. Yeah. So it would be, I don't know, not all that appealing. I don't think for the Pacers. Yeah. They need Brooke Lopez back. I totally agree. And uh, maybe if you're a Bucks fan, you look at the fact that they released DeMarcus Cousins in a positive light in that maybe Brooke Lopez comes back or in another positive light that they need, wanted another roster spot open because they've got their eyes on somebody else or they're waiting for somebody to get dropped. Right. But I don't see Miles, even though he'd be great. Uh, I, just, I think the Pacers are going to be looking for a young player coming back and right. I don't think it's Wara I don't think it's DiVincenzo I think they hope it's somebody better than that what do you think Luke? the Bucks went all in with Drew Holiday they needed him and it worked it paid mm-hmm. off so it was worth it but now they are at that point where their margin for error is like we really haven't got anything to play with so this is the problem now if they don't get Brooke back they need someone they tried Boogie Cousins he wasn't actually too bad for them but he wasn't quite the right fit so if they could somehow pull off a deal to get Turner, I think they'd do it in two seconds. It's just yeah. what what what's the reason for Indiana just saying, here, have a good young athletic player who sort of help you out and give us the scraps that you've got left over. Yeah. That's it. So it won't happen. But, uh, yes, it would be a, a nice little addition there for the Bucks. Yeah, it feels like it's going to be a level or two down from Miles Turner, though, mm. if the Bucks get a, a backup big here, a center that they mm-hmm. could uh, plug and play. Like we, we threw out, you know, is there a possibility they could get Mo Bamba? From the Magic or um, some other names that I'm forgetting. You know, maybe like a Nerland's Noel or something. Mm. Like a defensive-minded guy that can give you minutes at the center position. That, that you can would help be nice. In the playoff series. And that'll cost you a lot less than trying to get Miles Turner from the Pacers. I think we all agree with that. All right. Another question here. Hey, No Dunks. My Chiefs pulled off an amazing comeback two weeks ago versus the Bills. But the performance will be quickly forgotten because Casey didn't make the Super Bowl. What are some amazing NBA playoff performances that we don't remember because they didn't go on to win the chip? Thanks. That's from Keaton. That's a fun question. Mm. Uh, Lee, these type of questions are right in your wheelhouse, man. Yeah, I love it. I mean, so I looked at this from a team uh, perspective, not an individual, because he says my Chiefs. So he didn't sort of (laughs) specify. Fair. You know, the player. So uh, So teams that maybe had like a really good win or two, series win or two, but didn't go on to win the title and they're forgotten a bit. Yeah, and I'm going back to 2001. It was the Milwaukee Bucks back then. They had the big three. Ray Allen, Sam Cassell, and the big dog, Glenn Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> they took care of the Magic in the first round pretty easily, 3-1. Then they had the Charlotte Hornets in the second round. They were up 2-0, down 3-2, came back to win that one in seven. And then they played the uh, uh, Philadelphia 76ers in the Eastern Conference Finals. That one also went seven. They led that series 2-1 and uh, dropped it in seven there to the Sixers. But Ray Allen was incredible in that series. He, I mean, he was awesome as it goes anyway. But in that series, in the the playoffs in particular, he played 18 games, 25 points a game, 48% from the field, 48% from three. Also had the six assists and a steal and a half a game there. And uh, I remember he had some big games.
games. He had 41, I think, in game six there that took it to seven, and they lost to uh, Alan Iverson, I think, had a big one in, in game seven there. And Ray Allen even got fined 50 grand afterwards, said the NBA wanted the Sixers in the finals, oh. not us. But, I mean, if you remember, of course, you know, Vince Carter knocks in that shot against the Sixers. It's a Raptors-Bucks Eastern <laughs> Conference finals. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. now no one's beating the Lakers. That I was going to say, to right. go on and get hammered by right. the Lakers, but still. But that would have, uh, you know, I think the, the Raptors... Could have beaten the Bucks, of course, but sure. uh, you know the Bucks could have made it yep. through to the finals yep. back there in 2001. Not long after that team got sort of broken up, uh, Gary Payton gets traded to the Bucks for uh, Ray Allen. They broke it up, but that was a really good team. A fun team to watch. Yeah, it's a great one. It's a great one. Got any others? Uh, well, oh, I thought you had a list. Well, at Gilbert Arenas, uh, as in terms of like iconic playoff series against the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers, there yeah. he had a couple of those years. Uh, but uh, no, that was the that was the one that uh, that I went deep on anyway. Mm, okay. I'll, I'll piggyback because those years that Gil was hot and then injuries took him out. Similar guy, Brandon Roy. In those years, you draft in 06, rookie of the year, and then injuries took him down. And the playoff experience with Brandon Roy, it peaks after a couple of years, but I'd forgotten about his first one. 2009 was his first foray into the playoffs. Blazers, Rockets, he had a 42-point game in game two. They lost, and then... Even after that, I mean, the injuries started taking a toll immediately. Next year, they went to the playoffs, but he was injured to start the series against the Suns. Came back in game four, four, five, six. The Blazers lost again, first round. And then 2011, this is only his fifth year in his in the league. He was already a shell of himself. He wasn't playing heavy minutes, and so people were rooting for him. Like It looked like this guy was a Hall of Famer. But all of a sudden, the injuries took their toll. So in this series against the Mavs, he had one final moment, which is wild to say in year five for the guy. But in game four, the Blazers were down 18 points going into the fourth quarter. Mm. It was 67-49, a real wow. low scoring yeah, one. Maybe. And then Brandon Roy came out to play the 10-minute mark. He hit a layup, and then a couple minutes later, he hit another shot. And then a couple minutes later, he hit another shot. He's playing all 12 minutes. He hit another shot, and then he hit another shot. Then he hit a three and one. Sean Merriam fouled him with one minute left. It was still a tie game, still enough time for Brandon Roy to make his mark. Then he hit that jumper with 39 seconds left. They won it. It was an 18-point fourth quarter for Brandon Roy, and that was the career, really. He retired the next season, just after five years. And uh, he made a little bit of a comeback with the T-Wolves for, mm-hmm. for a cup of coffee. But five years, looking great. And that was his best playoff performance. Just didn't have a lot of opportunities. Never won a playoff series, which is I was surprising. Gonna, I was just going to ask that. Yeah, did they ever nope. go to the second round even? Nope. Wow. Not, not with B-Roy. Okay. Not, not until Dame came around and banged home that shot on Chandler Parsons. That's it. In your face. Did you go with the team angle to this or individual playoff performance or both? I went with a player, Kawhi Leonard. Remember when he averaged 27, yes. 8, and 5 during uh, the 2017 playoffs? His last playoff run with the Spurs, 53% from the field, 45 from 3. But the only thing you really remember, he stepped mm. on Zaza Pachulia's foot. And that was the end of his run mm. with the Spurs yeah. there. And the Spurs were really good that season, too. Yeah. I think they were 61 and 21 heading into the playoffs. Obviously, the Warriors were the Warriors. But it felt like the Spurs had him on the ropes. Kawhi was at 26 points, 11 for 11 from the free throw line in that game. Stepped on his foot. Never healed right. That was the end in San Antonio for Kawhi Leonard. But, man, he was on a roll that season. That was the year it was like between Harden and Westbrook and Kawhi Leonard was in the mix as well for MVP. So that was a good one. 
Awesome. Fun question there, uh, Keaton. Let's hear from the stream team out there. I know you've got answers to that. You know, forgotten playoff performances, either on the individual side of things or the team that they came up a little bit short and Trey, maybe they just overlooked. Sorry to interrupt yeah, you. No. Trey adapting there and an adaptogen because I saw you written had written down the Iverson two thousand one playoffs, <laughs> but you an know adaptogen right there. <laughs> but but yeah, Lee kind of commented it, but still, I think it was different because I was waiting for you to do it, and then I was going to talk specifically about the Rap Sixers series in 2001 because back that, and that's forth. interesting to me because I kept coming up with like I thought answers to this and I'm like no they're memorable we actually talk about mm. that series or that play like Iverson 2001 alright let me let me give no, you some you stats here that I'm got, sure it's I got two good ones for you exactly okay. I think you maybe forget how good these two players were in losing causes Iverson in 2001 went over 40 points per game six times heading to the finals went over 50 twice yeah. against the Raptors, Raptors. Mm. Yeah. in the finals he averaged 35 and a half points a game including 48 in game one. Okay. You remember the step over. You remember Iverson's incredible run and then the Lakers winning, but man, he was really good. The other guy I had, Charles Barkley in the 93 finals, Uh. 27 per game, 13 rebounds, five assists on 48% from the field. He had three big beefs in 24 playoff games that year. The finals are honestly ridiculous. 42 points, 13 rebounds in game two. Except Michael Jordan had 42, so the Bulls (laughs) won. Game four, Barkley goes for 32, 12, and 10. MJ goes for 55. He also threw in a 24 and 19 game and a 21 and 17 game. You just ran into the wrong team yeah, to play. Man. Like the numbers are crazy for Barkley in the finals, but wasn't even the best player in the finals. Yeah. Wild stuff. It's almost that's like yeah. the, it's like a silly argument when people are like, well, he never won a ring. He yeah, never yeah. got a ring. It's like, yeah, but come on, like that's a that's a ring against any other team almost almost in NBA yeah. history almost. If but they could score, I think they couldn't score in the last like two minutes of that game as well, game six. And Barkley's talked about that because they talk about yeah. how the breakdown defensively leads to the uh John Paxson three. But the plays before that the, the Suns just couldn't score and that's really I think the problem is like sure. they could have just put it out of reach but mm-hmm. they, Chicago hung around and then uh, like it was with the Jazz really in, in uh, game 6 and 98 there same sort of thing Jazz had a yeah. chance led couldn't score Bulls killed them alright good stuff I'm mm-hmm. glad we got to those those are some mm-hmm. crazy numbers there from mm-hmm. AI and CB we're going to take our first break when we come back <laughs> CB yeah as everybody calls them <laughs> uh, when we come back it'll be J-E-T-M T-K and old Ellie here talking more and answering your questions don't go anywhere looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24-7 US based live customer service from Discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. So the stream teamers coming through with some great answers to that last question about playoff performances that may be forgotten because mm-hmm. they didn't go on to win the championship. One that really jumps out to me. I think it's a good answer. Josh Sheesh, 2K. The Nuggets, 2009 mm-hmm. playoff run. Where they went to the conference finals. Yeah, That's a good one. That's the season they traded Iverson for Billups. Yeah, Billups is on that team. And yeah. he was great in yeah. the playoffs. Uh, they took care of business against the uh, 
New Orleans Hornets, if you mm-hmm. remember, in the Western Conference. I think they beat them in five. They beat the Mavericks in five, so they were rolling and then ran into the Lakers, but put up a fight. I mean, that was there was a couple uh, couple plays in uh, some of those games like in that series that it's like, whoa, the Nuggets win that. They might go on to uh, go to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, they lost in six games. But Melo played great. He averaged like 28 points per game. And like I said, seem to remember awesome. Melo actually played Kobe decently as right. well defensively right. in that series. Oh, yeah. you know? yeah. so. so I like that one. 09 Nuggets. Because one that you don't like, we don't talk about all nah. that much. So good stuff. Okay, let's get to uh next batch of questions here. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Inspired by Trey's disappointing, ugly shirt. <laughs> Why was it disappointing? Because it wasn't it was that ugly. It wasn't ugly. It was, yeah. wasn't ugly enough. Yeah. All and, the shirts he's worn this week, I mean could argue they're not ugly on him he just pulls them off <laughs> well i thank you for saying that yeah. but the reality of the story is that <laughs> i moved like six months ago so i went through my closet and threw out the truly ugly oh. shirts the ugly shirts i have now are just my ugliest shirts you know like if you have a hundred shirts i don't know these would be numbers 98 99 <laughs> and 100 i ain't ever choosing them unless i'm forcing myself to choose them. Mm. well back to anthony's email yeah. He, yeah. he writes inspired by trey's disappointing ugly shirt when was a time you were 100 sure a player would hinder a team only to be proven wrong with their success that's your pal from socal anthony <laughs> then he adds a ps trey you could literally rock oh, anything so thanks anthony <laughs> you can never wear an ugly shirt according to anthony that's my pal from socal <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Skeets, you got an answer to this? Uh, I mean, not a good one. Mm-hmm. I I thought this was such a difficult question to answer, and I could tell it was difficult because no one wanted to answer Nobody it. Nobody was uh, riding. Uh, in the classic factory because, yeah, you got to try and think of like, I mean, the way I was looking at it, of course, like either through free agency or a trade that I'm like, okay, that happened, and then I questioned it, right? I was like, ugh, I don't know. Is that a good fit? Is that going to work? Eh. And then it ends up doing all right. And I'm sure I've said this, I know there are instances out there, but I guess one that maybe I wasn't that high on at the time was not that long ago, last year at the trade deadline, Trey Kirby's Bulls trading some juicy picks and a good young player in Wendell Carter Jr., of course, another junior in Otto Man, Otto Porter, (laughs) to the Magic for, it was Alfa Rukamino, and then uh, Vucevic. And, you know... Vucevic was one of those players we had debated a lot. Is he only getting his numbers? Is he mm-hmm. only sort of even getting all-star consideration or at least making it there uh, once or twice because he's on a shitty Magic team and somebody's got to fall into a, a 2010. <laughs> you know, yep. it's just going to happen to somebody. <laughs> and so, you know, like, oh, and, and what's he going to really bring defensively? Like, that's not really his forte. And I remember Trey being high on it. And I, I do specifically remember saying, Trey, you're you're only loving this trade because it's your Bulls. And they're actually making a move to try and get, like, the best player in a deal, no doubt. And, yeah, giving up a little bit of the future, maybe that, that's fine because they, they see something, you know, uh, you know, turning here. And obviously what they would then do in free agency was huge in getting DeRozan and Crusoe. But I said, you only like him because it's your team. If, if this trade happened to 29 other teams, you would have been like, ugh. Two first-round picks for Vucevic, like, get the hell out of here. Now, who knows if that's true? Well, I said at the time, no, I love it, Skeets, because it's going to show that the Bulls are serious about winning and they're going to be able to sign free agents in the offseason. And that's exactly what happened. So this is why it's my answer. I just remember going, "Ah, I don't know, Vucevic, two first-round picks? But it's because of what they did after that. It's not like the Bulls' season turned around really last year. No, no, it didn't. It certainly didn't. It didn't at all, but... Yeah, if Vooch was what you had to acquire in the trade deadline deal to then get players like DeRozan and Caruso and stuff like that to join your team, then of course it's worked out pretty well for Chicago. So that's my answer. It was, 
It's not that great, but okay. you know it's tough. This was a tough one. Okay, what Lee, about, Lee got an answer. Uh, yeah, I mean, the the part about thinking the guy would hinder the team doesn't quite fit for this answer. But it's a guy I didn't think was going to do much. Back to two thousand five, two thousand six, the Phoenix Suns. They got Tim Thomas basically off the scrap heap, and I thought, nice. Tim Thomas, like, what's he going to provide for that team? <laughs> okay, he was, he was actually he huge, was big, yeah. especially in the playoffs. In 20 games there, averaging 15 points, six rebounds off the bench, and shooting 49% from the field and 44% from three, and also game six against the Lakers hit that huge three that basically stopped them from being eliminated because mm-hmm. the Lakers were up 3-1. Suns got it back to 3-3 and then blew him out in Game 7. But it was that Game 6 in L.A. Tim Thomas hit that big three off a missed shot, I think, from Steve Nash. Came out to him. He sort of hesitated. Someone flew by him and he knocked it in. He was really good for them uh, that entire series. So, but it's um, not like, yeah, they got they got Tim Thomas and you were like, oh, that's, no, that's, that's going to screw up everything. I, I, was, like, I was just like, uh, it, have yeah. him, yeah. Because he, I, I think he hadn't played for the Bulls. and I don't know if they waived him or traded him or whatever. But it was like, yeah, sure, Tim yeah. Thomas. Turned out being a fantastic pickup for them. Yeah. Good. Timmy, Timmy Thomas. And a lot of those offensive rebounds, too, in that series where he just got extra possessions mm. playing along Sean Marion. Not bad. Trey, who you got? Well, I actually had Evan Mobley and Lowry Markinen. I thought there's no way mm. running three seven-footers out there is going to work for the Cavs. That's a good one. But they're apparently very good, uh, and it's totally working, and even Markinen has been able to stick around in the rotation, which I'm – honestly shocked by but he's been all right and how and Mobley I think the key is that Mobley is so much better as a rookie than anybody could have expected like I thought for me I was like Jaron Jackson Jr. will be what Evan Mobley is when Evan Mobley when Jaron Jackson Jr. was a rookie and maybe someday Evan Mobley can get to Jaron Jackson Jr.'s level and now it feels like it's completely flipped but I saw a great answer in the stream team that I think is a, a great one when Chris Paul joined the Rockets and everybody's like Chris Paul and James Harden. Right. How could that ever work? Yeah. And then they won 65 games. Yeah. Yep. One hamstring away from going to the finals, I think. Quite possibly. I do think That's so. That's a good one. That's, a, good That's one. a lot of games they won. 65. That's a lot and, of games. And, 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 and just to go back like to the Bulls, the DeRozan you know, acquisition during uh, free agency, a lot of people questioned that. I can't remember us being like, uh, I know you were very excited. I don't think the rest of us even were like, that'll never work. You know, I guess there was concerns like defensively. Mm. It's like, especially you're adding him to Vucevic, but some people were like going crazy about that signing. What? You're giving him how much money and what's he going to do for this team? But we weren't doing that. Uh, so. DeRozan was the perfect trade for us because we watched a lot of his Toronto career, yeah. obviously, and then actually kept tabs in San Antonio, yeah. and I don't think a lot of people did. But, yeah, that has certainly turned out well for the Bulls, though I will say the concerns everybody had that they were going to be incredible on offense and can't stop anybody on defense, that's what they <laughs> are right now. now. No, it's, it's just because their that. best defenders are out, but like the concerns you have were like, oh, the offense is going to slow down in the fourth quarter. They're just going to go one-on-one all the time. That's what they do. Yeah. And then they don't play defense. And then, I don't know if you've noticed this, but Vooch, he hasn't turned on the defense since no, he's been no. on Chicago. So yeah, January, people were right about the Bulls. But the other three months, it's been I okay. saw this guy in the stands just screaming at Vucevic one day, just like, do something. <laughs> like, it was one of those viral videos going around. I didn't uh, see who the guy uh, yeah. was. but yeah. Yeah. Do anything. Yeah. Do I'm glad he's a Bull because we're returning to the hardwood tonight. Uh, the pickup run is back. Mm. I don't want to get hurt. So I'm playing Vooch style. Oh, no defense. <laughs> yeah. No jumping. Yeah, yeah. No touching others. Mm. Stay back. It's uh, <laughs> the, the the gym, at least for the first couple of weeks, only an hour rental. Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah, too, that's right. right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, Get your legs warm. 
Be careful out there, though. I hope somebody's We're sweeping. Yeah. You know, that's when the slippies happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, somebody's got to get out there and sweep that dust. Uh, did you have an answer? <laughs> uh, no, I'm positive when it comes to every trade. Don't listen to me when it comes to <laughs> trades. I think both teams win every trade. <laughs> uh, yeah, honestly, it was it was hard for me to come up with one um, where I was down and then it, it came back. I mean, I'm... I was not excited about Hassan Whiteside going to Utah. That's worked out. Andre Drummond going to Philly, sort of same thing. I mean, those should be low expectations, yeah. low bars because they're minimum type guys, but mm. they have exceeded expectations greatly. Next question here. I think it's me, right? Yeah. Hey, no dunks. While heading to work this morning, I saw a Chevy Trax. <laughs> May have been me. Uh, what is something you only know about because of a podcast? Please keep the Clipper sign off clip. That's from Stella in Austin, Texas. Uh, so yeah, Stella, obviously um, talking about me, the Chevy Trax. PJ Washington <laughs> is uh, my comparison to the Chevy Trax. Comes up a lot here on the show. Not an ad. Mm. <laughs> it's not an ad. I drive should Chevy be Trax. Chevy Trax. Yeah, it should be Chevy Trax. <laughs> talk to me. Uh, but yeah, I guess Stella. They only know because of the podcast. So. Uh, you know what? What else is something maybe you only you're aware of because of the show we do, or another podcast? Another, yeah. I was going to yeah. go with another podcast, uh, and it's specifically a saying from another podcast. So Lee, play along with me here for okay. a quick sec. Um, <laughs> tell me something that you eat that I probably wouldn't like, like anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> vegan sausages. <laughs> I don't want to yuck your yum. But that sounds disgusting. <laughs> yuck your yum. Yeah, I don't want to yuck your yum. What is that from? It's just a saying. But but from what podcast? Well, Chris Hayes said it. But he just, <laughs> he just, he just it's not like a it's not like a segment or anything. Yeah, okay, okay. He just said it. Yeah, so I, I don't know. He was it was about NFTs. It was a podcast on NFTs, and I don't know. If, I guess he was talking about in general about people's. You know, desire to have NFTs, and so he said, "I don't want to yuck your yum." Mm -hmm. It's a good. Uh, I think it's never a good heard saying. that. That's a good. Yeah, saying. it is good. That's a good. Uh, I've never heard Matt Austin say that. <laughs> no, no, it's a Matt Austin saying as well. Hmm. Oh, I guess I don't listen to him. <laughs> <laughs> he says a lot, man. Really? That guy yucks everybody's yum. That. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but so so, break it down for me. I don't want to yuck your yum. That's like I don't want to burst your bubble. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, more yeah. like like you like if you're like oh I'm training for a marathon I'm like I could train for a marathon in six weeks I think it's dumb when people talk about running I'm yucking your yum because you love talking about running and I'm like oh interesting yuck. yeah oh, anything so. you're one person is high on and the other person just you know so when takes you your legs out from under you on the next podcast I can say uh, <laughs> wait how would I say it then in that case I, I don't want to yuck your yum oh but the raptors are good oh right 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 right. the raptors are better than bulls okay. yeah. yeah we're learning yuck your yum it's like uh, it's two levels I'm, I've found out about this I found out about yuck your yum through our podcast but right. by way of another podcast wow. okay do you, do you have a you know a, an answer to this one yeah well I do actually yeah um when I came back from uh, Calgary just recently there was no in-flight entertainment on the plane no, I, did, uh, I didn't know that until we were boarding and we were sitting in our seats, right? No USA Today, couldn't do the crossword. I'd finished Chris Herring's book. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do now for four and a half hours? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Opened up the podcast app and this one popped up from uh, uh, Conan O'Brien and Quentin Tarantino did a podcast together. Okay. Yeah, Quentin, uh, Conan does it. 
But Quentin, join him. <laughs> Quentin and Conan. Great podcast. Yeah. Really difficult. I don't know. I mean, maybe you guys are going to listen to it, particularly JD. At times, I'm like, I don't know which one's talking right now. They sound exactly the same. <laughs> you know, high energy guys, yeah. you know, a similar sort of cadence in the way that they speak. Anyway, I found out about that. You know, Mad Magazine, right? Yeah. yeah. No longer, they no longer uh, issue it. Yeah. JD's, I think, talked about that before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The last issue ever created was designed by Quentin Tarantino. There Damn, you go. That's crazy. <laughs> that's I know. I know. What? I know. It was crazy. What? It was crazy. What? So, uh, <laughs> I mean, Mad what? Magazine, probably a lot of people in the stream are going, I've never even heard of that right. magazine. It was huge in the 80s and 90s, uh, you know, making parodies out of current movies and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Quentin Tarantino, of course, a uh, big movie director, I guess. I can't remember exactly how he got to that point, but then I was like, oh, right. And I Googled it and checked it. It's true. It's legit. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Great podcast. About an hour and 20 minutes. A couple, uh, couple of just dudes being dudes. Yeah. You know? What's better than that? <laughs> Okay. I don't uh, want to yuck your yum, but I preferred <laughs> Cracked Magazine myself. Ah, there it is. Okay, now I understand it. There See, we go. There you. we go. Yeah. Now I get We're it. We're doing a lot of yum yucking. <laughs> it's sort of like you're, yeah, you're almost one upping the person a little uh, bit too. No, or just like, okay. Almost like one downing. <laughs> uh, for me, it's anything about cricket. I've learned that. Yeah, that's my answer. Right? That's my answer. Yeah, like chess cricket. I know that's a thing. I know yeah. what a six is. When you jack it out of the park. Oh, yeah. Uh, there are different formats. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things I learned was about a, a baggy cap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a cricket specialty. Yeah. Skeets, you had that awesome. Uh, Have a great time. You had that awesome uh, <laughs> cricket music. Uh, you had that awesome baggy cap. Got me looking for the Bulls one on oh, eBay. Yeah. One exists. But really? Fit, yeah. Oh. It looks the exact same, though a lot more worn. <laughs> this uh. one looks like it's been worn a lot. <laughs> favorite thing I've learned, though. A variety of cricketer <laughs> names. There we go. Sachin Tendulkar. Yes. Shane Wan. Yes. Curly Ambrose. Curtly Ambrose. <laughs> Hold on. Did he just yuck your yum? Let me. Curtly Ambrose. Mark Waugh. Yes. Alan Border. Oh, oh yeah, be, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like Warney had a brother. He did. No, no. no. Waugh had a brother. Yeah, yeah, twin. Yeah. Tony. No. <laughs> Steve. Steve. Steve Moore, yeah. Steve. Was it Steve perchance? <laughs> that's all my cricketer names. Yeah, ah, I'm so glad you brought that up because today <laughs> oh, is the anniversary of Alan Border, right? Against the West Indies in 1984. They were playing a day-nighter in the finals, right? Best of three. And uh, Alan Border, Australia in trouble early on. A Captain Alan Border comes out. And the West Indies in the 80s were really intimidating. They had all these fast bowlers, these big powerful guys early on Alan Border gets one smacks him right in the ribs oh yeah could have broken a trip he's chewing on his helmet strap for the entire innings goes out makes 127 just the gutsiest performance from the captain incredible innings his greatest one day game ever and I know that because uh, I was sick from school mum had to come and pick me up I was lying on the couch just watching the cricket all afternoon it was incredible so a sickie AB goes gets 127 Australia win the first one day final it was great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. well, that was my answer as well. So, <laughs> next question. Cricket, for sure. All right, moving on to another yeah. one here. When we talk about disappointing players, we always tend to pick star players that are underperforming. How about role players? Who are some of the role players that you think are underperforming this year? 
or players that you expected to have a good slash breakout season, but they didn't. Mine is Terrence Mann. That's a good one. Mm. After that performance in the playoffs last year and with Kawhi being out, I really thought Mann would have a breakout season and possibly win most improved player. I even drafted him high on my fantasy team. Sorry about that, RJ and Perth. Uh, maybe we had played a part in that too because we talked a lot about Terrence Mann in our <laughs> season previews thinking that he would definitely chip in for that reason. Kawhi out, he's got to play lots of minutes. But even though they went to the conference final, they had that great little run. Uh, Terrence Mann has not been amazing. Skeets, do you have an answer for this one? Yeah, I've got a couple. Um I'll start with Jordan Clarkson. He's a role player. Yeah, I know he won six man of the year, but uh, very yeah. disappointing uh, this season, especially after what he did last year. I think that's uh, the, the glaring part of this. Um, he just can't shoot. I mean, his whole role on a team is to like come in, fire away, and score, man. And uh, he's not doing a great job at that. And especially this year with all the injuries to the Jazz, like you'd think like, more minutes, maybe uh, take on a little bit even more of a leadership role um, and like sort of uh, pull out a couple of these games, but that's not happening. He's he's shooting 40% on a lot of shots. Like he gets 14, 15 shots a game, 32% from three. So I had him on my list. Another guy that maybe I wasn't as high on or I don't even think we were as high on as some people out there, and it's because he's a Lakers player, Taylor Horton Tucker. Oh, yeah. Good one. Wow. I mean... If you listen to Lakers fans, they were convinced this guy was going to be like a 10-time All-Star. And, <laughs> ooh, it's real bad for him. He's averaging under 10 points per game. You know, again, shooting 40% from the floor, 25% from three. So I have him on my list. And then just one more. This guy starts a majority of his games. Only a second-year player, so there's a ton of time for him to turn it around. And, and Taylor Horton Tucker, I should say, is very young too. But Killian Hayes mm-hmm. uh, in his second year here. I like what I've been seeing in games I watch of the Pistons. He's not bad defensively. Like, he goes at it on that end. He's a pretty good wing defender, uh, especially for his age. But just like, was it, I mean, he's shooting 34.8% from the field. Hmm. And then 28% from three on a, obviously not a ton of attempts. But, yeah, six and four from a guy that you drafted very high. He's only 20. I get it. I, I'm not saying, you know, get him out of here and send him to Australia or something. But I just expected. I just get him out of here and send him to Australia. I just expected a little bit, a little bit more in the second year. You know, on a team that is not expected to win a ton of games. Mm. And now you got some more talent around you and Cade and stuff like that. But those are my three guys in no particular order: Clarkson, Horton Tucker, and Killian Hayes. Killian. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if you recalibrate your expectations of Killian Hayes now that they have a number one guy in Cade, and he's just an off the ball player. Yeah. But he's got to be able to shoot. A you got to score yeah. in this league. Like you, I mean, it's almost like you either have to be the most elite defender to stay on the floor if you can't score, or you got to give him something. And and he might turn into a a totally normal decent shooter. But after whatever sixty five games in the NBA so far over two years, yeah, I don't know if he's going to be an offensive threat. Mm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm wrong. I like him. I think it looks cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> cool look. Yeah, he's just got a unique look. Good name. Great name. You know, international It's all there on paper, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah, same with Taylor and Horton Tucker. THT, great name. Yeah. Cool look, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if if think about it, it wasn't, it wasn't even a year ago where they could have potentially... The rumor has it they could have traded for Kyle Lowry if they were able... Yeah. If, they, if they allowed THT to go, then Kyle Lowry's their point guard 
probably today, and Russell Westbrook doesn't get traded for all that big bag of chips. And they still have, you know, KCP. Do they still have Caruso? Probably. He costs, uh, Lowry costs $12 million less than Russell Westbrook does. They can keep Caruso. Yeah, maybe a little overvalue there. I mean, yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's obviously was injured always, as well to start for, this season. I forget. He feels older to me. He, he looks feels older. like a guy that came into the league just at a at an older age. Yeah. He's an Illinois boy, right? That's right. Um, mm-hmm. But he's only 21, and it's only his third year. And He looks older than 21. Looks yeah, he straight does. Looks. Yeah, he does. He does. Old man and, look. But, like, is, I don't know, is he going to make an all-star team, like, in his career? I mean, no, but <laughs> right, right, right. From what we've seen so far, but, you know, <laughs> well, the answer is no. Andrew Wiggins was definitely a no up until this season. So you know, things can happen, things can change. But <laughs> oh, wait, that's tough. Are you going to always use that now for any guy? Uh, like, hey, I mean, I have Wiggins to. I have to. Like, listen, look at Wiggins, man. He was he's scoring twenty four per game though. Tht is not. Uh, yeah. No, he's, he's twenty four a game. Wiggins. As high with the Wolves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not this No, he's 19 points, whatever. Uh, Any (laughs) other, you know, disappointing role players? Because we do talk about the stars that usually disappoint, but I like this little twist to this. Mm. Well, a guy who got a big bag in the (laughs) offseason, Duncan Robinson, got the five-year, $90 million contract extension. Mm. He's not having a good season. Oh, but he has had a pretty damn good month. Well, yeah, he's hot or cold. There's no in-between with him. He's had 10 games, I believe, of 20 points or more. So look at me with my <laughs> Listen, Duncan you look like you're lecturing <laughs> Tell me how it is, Vincent. <laughs> but uh, he's taking exactly the same amount of shots as he did last season, but he's down 4% from the field and 4% from three-point range. And I sort of said this to you before last night. I think he hit his first shot, and that was it. Yeah, That's yeah, all he gave. Bad game uh, now, he's a beautiful shooter, incredible mechanics, but it's just not falling for him. <laughs> Right now. So uh, the Heat gave him that big money. They're going to expect him to uh, live up to that because they're pretty much tapped out as far as their uh, their contracts are. Don't Bam, you dare Jimmy. compare him to Davis Burton. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not yet. But listen, in the bubble, he was really good for them, really important. And so I think he earned that big bag. He might have to give some of that bag back. <laughs> <laughs> give me that big bag back. I'm just laughing at how many times you like to say bag. I love saying it. It's a great word. Um, uh, yeah, but he doesn't have much in his bag other than uh, the three-point shot. So down, his minutes are down too, 27th game this year, down from uh, 31 last season. So I think that's probably a bit of it. I think uh, Spolstra is maybe like... He's not quite giving it to us this yeah. season. Yeah, and Spolster's like, well, we got a bunch of, we got five other guys that yeah. uh, the casual fans never heard of, but yeah, they, they might give us. Uh, and they're keeping Tyler Hero me. coming off the bench for now. Mm-hmm. Next season, I would say Tyler's almost a certain starter, and, and Duncan might be the guy coming off the bench. Mm, something to watch. Okay, so he's got Duncan Robinson disappointing right now so far, though he's had at least had a couple good weeks here. Yeah, but a compared of to the start of the games, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still <laughs> mm-hmm. so late, but he sure. I, I yeah. took it from a good month to a couple good weeks. He won't even give me that. A couple good games. According to Leo. What about a couple of good podcasts? Maybe the problem is he started his own podcast. Oh, distracted, eh? Yeah. Oh. Too many jobs. Just throwing, <laughs> Just it, throwing out there. it out there. Yeah. Okay. There's a reason why I don't play in the NBA. You got too many I'm jobs. Podcasting. <laughs> podcasting. Uh, what do you have, Trey? Oh, call me Vincent because I'm going to Van go off here. <laughs> um, Clint Capella. That's hey, That's Clint. <laughs> Step your game up, Clint. Oh, I feel like Clint Capella. Like nobody cares. The guy led the league in rebounding last season. Guess what? It's down two rebounds. Doesn't seem like much. His right. field goal percentage. 59% last year, 58% this year. Who cares? 
but you don't feel Clint Capella the way you did last year when the Hawks went on their run, especially into the playoffs. He was great as a role guy. He was great as a rim protector. And this year, he just seems to have taken the tiniest step backwards. And the Hawks didn't have a ton of room to step backwards defensively. Now that Okongwu is healthy and has been playing for the past month, he's still, Clint Capella is still going to get the starts, but I feel like you're going to stick with Okongwu down the stretch of things because he's just more switchy and he's just a little bit quicker. He's got those strong legs and a little bit more of a future since he's a younger player. So Capella's uh, diminished returns this year, I think were a huge part of the reason the Hawks struggled in the first half of the season. Love it. Do you have any uh, additions here uh, to no, this list? No, Terrence Mann was my man. <laughs> Terrence Mann <laughs> That's my man. was your man. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's hear from the stream team. Another perfect question to uh, to ask all of you watching or listening. You can let us know live right now in the YouTube comments or tweet at us at NoDunksInc. Role players. That's a specific part here. Role players who have disappointed you so far this season. When we come back, we'll wrap up. What are you laughing at? The way I said you? Yeah. 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 I, like I liked to, it. I like to talk to them like they're right here <laughs> mm-hmm. in the Classic Factory, you know? Really connect with you out there. You! Leave your comment below. You! Hey, you! Yeah, you! Leave a comment. We'd appreciate it. We'll be right back after this break. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Wouldn't you love to travel without the actual, you know, traveling part? For example, I want to go to Lisbon, let's say. I just snap my fingers, I'm there. No driving to the airport, no flight delays, no fools at security who still don't know that, yes, you need to take your laptop out of your bag and place it in the tray. Oh my God, how long have we been doing this? Travel without traveling. I want it both ways, but that's not possible. It is with Mack Weldon, though. Guys tend to think looking sharp means starchy Oxfords and stiff chinos rather than effortless comfort. But this is possible to have it both ways. Mack Weldon makes timeless apparel with modern performance fabrics for guys who want to look and feel sharp without sacrificing comfort. From their light-as-air underwear to innovative anti-odor tees and versatile yet comfortable pants, Mack Weldon has a full range of clothes that never go out of style. I've got it all. I got the air knit underwear. I got the Ace Collection sweatpants. I've got the Silver Peak polo. Everything fits perfectly. All I get is compliments. Mack Weldon has figured this stuff out. Because performance fabric usually means clothes that look or feel sort of techy or shiny. Mack Weldon clothes are designed to fit your style and the demands of a busy life. They look like regular clothes, which is good. I want regular clothes, but feel like the latest in modern comfort. They're the go-to choice for guys who want to look great without even trying. 
Get timeless looks with modern comfort from Mack Weldon. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your first order with the promo code NODUNKS. That's M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, promo code NODUNKS. All right, we're still stepping on the beach. A few more questions to get to. Keep sending them in, NODUNKS at TheAthletic.com. Considering on the surface that the Hawks are much improved without Cam Reddish, is there any other team who you think could improve by subtraction? That's from, uh, by way of Twitter, actually. Tweet at us, at no dunks, Inc. That's from at SoCal underscore Sully. That's not our, our pal our, from SoCal, though. This is, we got a couple SoCal listeners. This is great. Okay, so Sully <laughs> wants to know, another team that you think could improve um, by subtraction, really, by trading a player, getting rid of somebody. I actually got two for you. Both of them are the third guy around a notable duo. Marcus Smart on the Boston Celtics and Yusuf Nurkic Mm. on the Portland Trail Blazers. Now, the Blazers' ship has kind of already sailed here. Lillard is likely out for the season. Maybe he'll come back if they're trying to make a run at the play-in at the end. Nurkic's contract is over at the end of this season. He's on a $12 million deal. Definitely feels like a player who could be traded at the deadline if they're looking to acquire something for an expiring contract. And... Nurkic would probably help a lot of teams that need some help uh, as a big guy. Like, maybe maybe he's more gettable than Miles Turner for the Bucks. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Bulls could use him. Who knows? But yeah. that's a guy you could get. And I think that, uh, you know, the Blazers, Nurkic is good when he's good. And when he's hurt or when he's struggling, like, he looks really bad. And the team just looks really slow. So I think that the Blazers just need a little change, uh, obviously. And I think that that would be a good one for them to start. Marcus Smart is kind of a tougher question. He's got a long contract signed through 2026, but he has been there around Tatum and Brown for a long time. And just like Nurkic, like you kind of look at the third guy a lot. The third guy gets scapegoated all the time. It happened Mm -hmm. to Chris Bosh. It happens to me when I'm watching the Bulls and Vooch is the only guy I want to get mad at, (laughs) you know? The third guy is a tough spot to be, but it feels like they need somebody a little bit more reliable as a point guard. And I know Marcus Smart doesn't like being told he's not a point guard because he's played point guard his whole life, but they just need a little bit more of a caretaker in that position, uh, I would think. So Marcus Smart, another guy who would be helpful to other teams as well, and he does help the Celtics when he's good, but just like Nurkic, I think that once you keep trying the same three guys, same three guys, same three guys, you'll want to try something new eventually. Yeah, the problem with Smart is he helps them so much defensively. Mm. Like, uh, And the Celtics have started to turn it around a little bit. I know they're a couple games above 500 Mm. and have played well over the last month or so, especially defensively, and Marcus Smart is a huge part of that. Mm. But I hear you from like the offensive side of things and like just a just a floor general they could really use at times, especially when they keep blowing big lead. Exactly big right, lead, big lead. Um, and I like the Nurkic one. Uh, anyone else? No, I mean I was going to actually go on uh, Marcus Smart as well because well, well only because yes he he is very good, but he's their most valuable tradable asset. They're not going to trade certainly yeah. Tatum, and I don't think they trade Jalen Brown either. I think they like both of those guys. They're two really good young all-star caliber players uh they probably miss out this season at least one of them does anyway but that sort of makes smart the expendable one where it's like he's got value he's young enough his contract is okay like it's it's it, compared to nba contracts are out there in the league right now so if the celtics want to improve it's like take smart we'll throw in a draft pick and maybe they can get a point guard in return because i think that's probably their biggest hole right now and my answer is a little bit ironic because SoCal Sully mentions the Hawks, a little addition by subtraction to trading Cam Reddish to the Knicks, who I think need to subtract big time. And it's kind of similar in that they have too many guys like the Hawks, too many Knicks on the dance floor here, and they absolutely have to reduce their wings. 
But it was their own doing in the offseason. They gave Evan Fournier a monster deal. They gave Alec Burks a big deal. And they've got guys waiting in the wings, like Quentin Grimes and like Emmanuel Quickly. And I think everyone will be happier if they just get some minutes. And uh, unfortunately, I don't know how you trade a guy like Evan Fournier, but to me, he's the glaring one right here, right now. First season uh, of his contract, that would make a heck of a lot more sense to go a little bit younger because they need a, a switch up. And and I didn't, I didn't even mention Kem Reddish getting into the rotation. Right. So, yeah, you got Grimes waiting, you got Quickly waiting, you, you've got Reddish waiting, and you've got somebody like Obi Toppin waiting in the wings. Yeah, more youth for sure. It's fun to try and think like of all the rosters to try and find like another Cam Reddish or mm. two out there. And what I mean by that is like by all accounts, he was like, "Come on, I want to be a star here in Atlanta." And they're like, "No. <laughs> we we have our star. We need you to play a role. Let's try it out." And he's like, "Okay, fine." But then, you know, he just gets out there and sort of chucks away and they're like, "Let's get rid of this guy. He's sort of like a toxic sort of like dude to have around the squad. Like the feel good vibes are not there with him." Mm. That's obviously happening on other rosters. Is, does anyone come to mind where you could, like, I don't know, where they maybe are upset with their role on yeah. a particular team? Like, is Buddy Heald happy with his role in Sacramento <laughs> He's right been now? liking tweets about him being traded for years right, now. So, right, right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think all of those guys in Sacramento are trying to play their way out. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, that Cam Reddish Knox deal looks stranger and stranger by the day it doesn't seem either team was really interested in other than just like you want to just trade sure but no 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 I, can't, I don't think you can say that from the hawk side of things it's like they traded him because they're like we don't want you around i know anymore. but they got like, the guy kevin knox is not playing i know they got a, a first in return as well but that's okay i don't know yeah sure it doesn't really seem to have well, I guess the Hawks have gone on the uh, on the win streak, but I don't think it's because of Cam Reddish oh, not being. They there. say it is. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. I know that's a very difficult question. Yeah. I put you on the spot there. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you guys, anyone else come to mind? That like the Kings are probably all of them one out of there. But seeing a lot of Westbrook in the stream team. Hmm. Addition by subtraction. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, would you rather have Westbrook or would you rather have nobody? That's a tough question. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, you'd rather have Westbrook. <laughs> you would, you would. If you you're would. the Lakers, you, you don't would. trade trade down on talent because where where's that talent going to come from? You know, if you're trading Westbrook, you hope you're getting somebody back. Yeah, <laughs> so that would yeah. be a different roster. But yeah, Westbrook or what we have at point guard currently, who's going to take over? Austin Reeves going to jump in the point guard spot? A uh, very Bradley. A very Bradley. <laughs> yeah. That would be a very risky Bradley yeah. move for sure. For sure. <laughs> Uh, Miles Turner, I guess we just we mentioned him off the top of the show, oh, yeah, but yeah. he was asking. He came out and told the Athletic and, and told Bob Kravitz, "Hey, I need a new role." Hey. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was Kravitz actually. Maybe it was an Amic. <laughs> uh, does he write for the Philly Voice? <laughs> <laughs> it was on the Athletic though. The Athletic dot com slash No Dunks for your subscription. Moving on. Last question. Yeah. Here. Hey, No Dunks. I've been waiting for something monumental to happen in my day to day life so I can use that for a beach stepping question. <laughs> <laughs> well, here it was. I was taking a shower, and like most normal people do, I too was listening to the No Dunks Winter Olympics episode on my phone. Mm. I ended up getting water in my speaker, and I could tell that the sound was now muffled, and I may have damaged my iPhone. Potentially making this one of my most expensive mistakes ever. 
Hmm. Wonder what happened to this iPhone. Doesn't yeah. seem like it was a definitive broken. But anyway, <laughs> so here's my question: What would you consider one of your most expensive mistakes ever? That's from Hussein S. <sighs> in Chicago. Gotta be careful with the phone in the shower. That's what you gotta buy a very cheap Bluetooth speaker for the shower. Because I too love listening to podcasts while I'm getting ready <laughs> and lathering it up. But uh, <laughs> lathering and listening. Like uh, you know, I got a shelf. In my shower, yeah, <laughs> big time. Day. Got some high shelves too because uh, there's some nice shelf. high windows. Oh, when the sun comes through, JE shelves. Five o'clock, it's nice. <laughs> but I, I don't even risk putting my phone on those shelves where oh, the water is on. like almost no chance. Of, no iPhones no, these days are no, water resistant. No, no, I can't no. believe that happened. Get to Hussein. yourself a very, very cheap uh, waterproof Bluetooth speaker you're I, laughing I think his phone is fine because he didn't even <laughs> how do you know that because he did, he said I've been waiting for something monumental right? to happen and then it happened and he started and then he didn't sell it he didn't even sell it he's been waiting this long and he just said I may have damaged my uh, iPhone potentially making this one of my most expensive mistakes I think he was just yearning to send in a question well, and a this question. was it it was a good question yeah yeah, I'll say my story again. Uh, you guys have heard it before. 2019, <laughs> the Raptors go to the NBA championship Saturday night. Oh, yeah. They're playing game six at home to Milwaukee. My first opportunity to go Tuesday night after they won game four. Game six was guaranteed. So I booked a ticket to Buffalo because I didn't want to pay full price to Toronto. Uh, you know, I just find it hard. It's 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 a flaw. It's a fatal flaw. I find it hard when a ticket's usually three, four hundred bucks. When it was up to eleven, I just couldn't pull the trigger. So yeah. I bought one to Buffalo. Then my my person who works at a flight uh, at an airline told me that I could get a buddy pass got in my ear so I canceled the ticket to Buffalo and then I sat at the airport on Saturday trying to be someone's buddy didn't work out I finally bought a ticket in the afternoon I couldn't get on that flight uh, whoa, uh, what, a, what a gong show that was because I didn't go up and check in at the gate because I was at the airport all day. Didn't think I, it just didn't come to me to check in. So here we are. Um, it was my most expensive mistake mm. ever. Did it cost me money? No, it cost me, it cost me zero dollars, really. It cost me 10 hours at the airport and just <laughs> emotional oh. baggage, really. Yeah. And you miss an awesome, Again, awesome yeah. game six. But then the I look back and I think, uh, I'd probably be dead if I went. You know, it was just it was just a long day. It was oh, a, oh yeah, you I could have died. Well, you would have super hungover. It was super hungover. It was an all night. It was an all nighter. Uh, I was already exhausted. Yeah, just I just had a child like minutes earlier. It wasn't minutes earlier, but anyway, uh, I'd still be alive, and I and I regret it to this day. I just should have gone to Buffalo, which would have been horrendous. Oh, yeah. Driving from Buffalo, it's not a bad drive actually. Cool story, bro. Uh, anybody else? <laughs> what would you consider one of your most expensive mistakes ever? Lee, you got one? Well, mine's actually the same in, in the sense it's not a financial error. It's an, a life error I made. <laughs> not going to the 2006 World Cup in Germany. Australia made it through to the second round. Oh. We should we should have beaten the, cha the champions, Italy, in the uh, first knockout stage. Penalty, Toddy knocks it in. Bit of a tough call. Australia could have gone on and won the World Cup. They didn't. But uh, they did come back and they beat Japan. They were down 1-0, came back and beat them 2-1. And then uh, and then we made it through. We, we tied with Brazil in the second round, in the second game. And then we beat Croatia in the third. I could have been there for it. And I was like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I just didn't go in the end. I can never go back now to see Timmy Cahill banging a couple Timmy. in Kaiserslautern. 
while we were down against Japan. The crowd was going wild. There was uh, I literally. <laughs> I mean, this has been a long day. I think I fell asleep. While you were this story. There were inflatable just, kangaroos flying around. I was like, that could have been me, you know? Kaiser yeah. Slaughter. Yeah. yeah, what a city. You brought me back with uh, yeah. Tim Cahill. As soon as I heard that, I <laughs> why didn't you go? I you didn't say why. That's, that's this is the <laughs> you thing. go to everything. I know. Yeah, the I only know. event you said no to I ever. Know. Yeah. No, see, because I was living with hot dog. Uh, oh, hot dog. I, that was his nickname. Eight <laughs> toes. Oh, what? Eight toes oh, is also known as hot dog. What? I was yeah. living with hot dog. <laughs> what? And, uh, what? You can't over this. Well, he, he polished off, uh, I think it was five hot dogs at the uh, Blue Jays game one day in like half an hour. And so. then from then on, his He's name hot was dog. hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> the guy with eight toes. Yeah. Eight toes and five dogs. <laughs> <laughs> the like, ironic part is he only like, has four dogs well, per foot. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like when you're going to uh, like a like a barbecue and it's like you got the hot dogs they only come in eight and the buns come in six yeah, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he he went, but he went um he went early. Like we couldn't for some reason we couldn't coordinate our times and he went and then I just didn't go and I was like I don't know why I'm just I'm so disappointed. I've got my I've got the double hand teapot on myself for that one. Yes. You know, like why did you go, man? What's wrong with you? But I think I so I think it was probably this it was like if do I book a ticket for like a week and say alright and come back or do I book it for like three weeks and hope Australia goes on oh, and on and yeah, on yeah, and, I, and I think I sort of was just like alright I'm just not going they won't they probably won't get out of that group stage anyway and they did and, uh. well how many hot dogs did hot dog eat at a soccer game at a soccer game yeah, wait. What, what are you talking? Oh, about? I don't know. I wasn't there. What? Baseball game was the Blue Jays. No, game. no, that's not what I'm asking. Ah, oh, well, what was, was the old, <laughs> Maybe I did fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. What event were you just talking about that you didn't go to? The soccer. Yeah. Okay, that's why I asked <laughs> but, uh, you. Yeah. How many hot dogs hot dog had at the soccer game? The I don't know. Game. I wasn't there with him. At the <laughs> you don't talk to him. You didn't talk to him. I didn't say, hey, how many dogs are you dropping out? <laughs> why there? not? You just seen him eat five at a baseball game. That was and like you the hot. That was the hot. Watermark. I was like, he's not getting more than five. But I was thinking crazy pills for a second. I mean, it would have been a sausage at a German game. Yeah, oh, German. Yeah. He's probably not putting down five of those. They're bigger, thicker. <laughs> Three max. <laughs> bigger girth. Yeah, oh, you're the brat first. You know? mm. Trey, do you have any uh, expensive mistakes to take us home here? Uh, yeah, Hussein. One time I washed my phone in a washing machine. That was dumb. Ooh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Broke? Broke? Oh, yeah. Yeah? I even tried putting it in rice afterwards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> went through the full cycle. Yeah, if I throw it in rice here for 20 minutes, it should be fine. Didn't work. But uh, I made a semi-expensive mistake yesterday when I went to Publix. <laughs> Tell the story. Yeah, not the most expensive, but I went to Publix, and I went to the deli counter, and I ordered a full foot-long sub. And what I received was four foot long subs yeah. and they were some thick boys. <laughs> we're talking, I don't know, four inch diameter on these subs. Uh, yeah, I don't know what was happening. I had to ask her to repeat every word she was saying. She asked me to repeat every yeah, word I yeah. was saying. So when I ordered my four foot long <laughs> subs, she turned around, she's like, all right, I gotta get the bread ready. I'm like, huh, now that's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting you say that because I see a lot of loaves right here. She comes back, she sets four out. I'm like, huh, 
okay, I guess you're just getting ready for the next people. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, an Italian. Do me an Italian. But, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling good. You saw her putting whatever you were saying on all four of the subs. My first, uh, the first time I knew something was wrong was when she got out the large mayo slatherer. Mm. <laughs> Slathered one up. I was like, nice. That's yeah, a that's lot that's of nice. mayo. Yeah. That's a lot. And then she just kept doing it. I'm like, huh. Guess she must have an order in for somebody else she's prepping. Yeah, here. yeah, that's what I would think. And when she's like, uh, you want regular or boar's head meat? And I said, boar's head, please. She slapped. I was like, uh-oh. But I couldn't stop her. Yeah. I was like, ah, you already got out the meats? Deep. Once you see the meats come out, that was a problem. I was like, uh, you probably can't put those meats back. I know somebody will eat these over the course of days. Well, that's, see, this is the crazy part to me because I asked you. You had it paid, obviously, no, for no, four no, subs. No, 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 no. So, even because there's like this confusion, you know, everybody's got masks on, that's great. I'm sure she can't hear you, you can't hear her, whatever. She makes four subs. You only wanted one sub. I can't believe you just didn't go, okay, well, I'm only taking <laughs> only one of those one. and I'm only buying one of those. And you're like, I, I could have said that. I certainly could have said yeah. that, but Skeets, as soon as I saw her putting the four slabs of meat down, yeah. and then I turned around and like, Slowly but surely, the line is like just getting bigger and bigger oh, as one man is making four identical you were sandwiches. Holding up the line, yeah. Oh, I was holding up the line big time. I was like, I, I just got to take these. <laughs> <laughs> I, just gotta, I got four subs now. I don't know what I'm going to do. But it ended up working out okay. Those four subs fed two families of four. Mm. <laughs> four two meals yesterday. <laughs> I felt like uh, Jesus a little bit okay. with the loaves and the fish. Yeah. Just a few loaves and fish, but he fed 5,000 people. Mm. Right. I felt the same with my Italian <laughs> subs. My four public Italian <laughs> yeah. I even messaged you guys from the place. I was yeah. like, Disaster order at Publix. <laughs> Hope y'all like Italian sandwiches. <laughs> I've just shared a uh, great clip in the uh, YouTube, in the in our Slack channel here of the two Ronnies who do a great skit about that. It's called the Four Candles. He says it four candles or four candles, and they just go on and on and on oh about boy, four oh candles boy. and four candles. It's great. It's all that <laughs> stuff that trades to say. You watch it. You're gonna love it. Yeah, okay, because I'm not getting what you're saying right now. I'm not getting the joke. I can't yeah, wait to watch yuck it. Is, yuck is yum. Yuck is yum. Yuck. He's yeah, loving yeah, it. Yeah, but, yeah. Well, well, hold on. Two runnies. Oh, I mean, fall, are you saying fall candles? No. That's what I was going to say. Like, so what what's the saying? alternative? I'm saying four. four candles. Four candles. Four candles. Four candles. <laughs> <laughs> but you four say candles. it, it sounds identical. Yeah, I mean, oh, you wait till you see the two runnies say it. That's yeah. great. You could have three runnies. You could have one say <laughs> fall candle. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's better than two, two Ronnie's. Ronnie's? <laughs> okay, let's call it there. That was hopefully another classic edition of Beach Step, and it's been a while. We gotta do this a little often. Oh my god, your questions are so good. Get us off on all these crazy tangents. Email them in, nodunks at theathletic.com. Tweet them in, at nodunksinc. Leave them in the YouTube comments. Wherever you want, get your cues to us here at No Dunks. We'll be back tomorrow, Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Live to break down all of tonight's games. So we'll see you then. Clipper Bros? Sure. You heard it here first. <laughs> Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And uh, leave a comment below and tell us how many hot dogs you've eaten <laughs> in one sitting, one game. The most hot dogs you've ever eaten. I wonder if Kobayashi's watching. Only at a soccer game, though. Those soccer. <laughs> the soccer. Soccer hot dogs only. <laughs> or back. Come on. Baseball counts. All baseball right. counts. Right. Joy Chestnut. Did you do it? How many? How many? How many hot dogs? Do it! <laughs> do it! Don't. Joy Chestnut's eating the most in the world. When right? you go to a baseball game in late September, do you call hot dogs fall candles? <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the name, people. <laughs>
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.